You're listening to That Park Live podcast. From attraction deep dives to resort rundowns to cast member chats, they're here to help you live that park life. Here they are now. Beth and Greg. Hello, everybody. Last week was Fat Tuesday, but even though that was a week ago, we're talking a lot about food this week. So we're going to we're we're continuing the celebration. (laughs) We're still fat on a Monday. Yes. I've been eating a lot of food the past 24 hours. Also, did you know this ain't Texas and that can't hold them? Have you heard it yet? Yeah, you know what? Everyone who wants to gatekeep country music, go on and keep doing it because we'll still enjoy this song from Beyonce. Listen, I mean, anybody can do anything they want to do. Maybe we should put out a country album. She's just trying to power move, you know. She's trying to win one up over Taylor Swift. We shall see. I enjoy the I enjoy the uh, oh. uh, Beyonce put out. It's called Texas. Texas Hold'em. Hold'em. Anyway, anyway, welcome back, everyone. We've got a funny episode today about food. <laughs> <laughs> it's an episode full of food stuff, and yeah. uh, I thought I would um, include some other food stuff going on in my life. That mm-hmm. happened today, which is well-timed. So we're continuing our series oh. of go-to splurge meals, this time Hollywood Stew Joe's. Mm-hmm. Hashtag. Factory. Not my MGM. That's what <laughs> I thought you were going to say. Hashtag, no. Hashtag not my MGM. I had another hashtag moment, not my something. I don't remember what it was, though. <laughs> I'll have to go back and think about it. Um, oh, anyways. Earlier today, um, two things I want to mention before we kick off um, our big top as we call it. Mm-hmm. No one calls it that. <laughs> no one calls, no one calls it, it that. that. Just, um, just you. Two things. One, I partook in a newer establishment in Disney Springs just earlier today. Yeah. And I also ate some of it just after dinner. And I may have eaten too much of it. But mm, that explains. Yeah, oops, that explains. Had a little bit of a stomach oopsie. But a little um, a rumble in the tumble. If yes. You uh, we went over to the cookie bar at Summer House at Disney Springs. Now, if you're on Instagram, mm-hmm. you've probably seen a lot of a lot of the the influencers and bloggers and yeah. those types of accounts already there. Maybe I'm a little late to this party, but maybe you're also you're late, late because maybe you haven't been here a little bit, uh, which is okay. We haven't talked about it yet. Yeah, we haven't talked about I it. I think here. we I think we talked about it like when it opened, mm. but you hadn't been yet, and no. I just had like seen a couple of people posting some things, but it looks good. Yeah, I mean, so we did not go to the um, actual dining, right? So it is a table service yeah. for a sit down restaurant. It is not Disney owned and operated. If you're wondering Correct. where it is. It's in the west side area of Disney Springs. It's really across, like you know, where that um, where uh, Everglazed is. There's that like kind of alleyway where there's splits, Splitsville on one side, Everglazed yeah. on the other, and then um, across the street essentially um, is where it is. So basically, across from the movie theater, that's the area um, of Springs that it's in. And in addition to the table service portion of it, in the middle of the restaurant, there's a little set of stairs, and you walk into the storefront, if you will. That is the cookie bar. So this is, you don't have to have a reservation. Um, This was a middle of the day situation. It was a weekday. This was like on my lunch. Um, I maybe take an actual real life lunch, maybe once every two months. The last time was, um, incidentally, we went to Springs. It was the last week of December. That was the last time we took a real lunch at work. Uh, But today we went to the summer house cookie bar. So um, even in the middle of the day, the line is not like it is at Gideon's. And I don't know why, because um, I just think it's so nice there. It's a totally different vibe. It's not even really worth comparing the two. They're just not, they're not comparable, if you ask me. Not in a bad way or a good way, just they're not the same thing. Uh, But the cookie bar is really nice. So it's like a big giant display case of all of the cookies they have. Some of them are on like the permanent menu. Some of them are on the rotational or seasonal menu. Um, I got the pinky cookie 
It may be my Let's least favorite toe, but it might be my favorite cookie. <laughs> if that's not on the brochure for that place, I don't know what else will sell these that cookies. That pinky went to market. Yeah. No, which one? That one went wee 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 all the way. Yes. Um, it's just a sugar cookie, but it had uh, pink frosting on top and then the I frosting see, on like I a perimeter a... of sprinkles. <clears throat> I see a picture of it. It looks delicious. Ooh. It almost looks like a salad bar when you walk in. It <laughs> like does it look almost salad looks like bar-ish. you're going to like walk through and make a salad. Yes. Like one of those places, but it's cookies. Yes, and you can't, it's they're because, not self-serve, right? They're behind, they're in a case. Right. It's a case line situation. But they have like a lot of greenery around them. Yeah, it's There's really a lot nice. of greenery in there in general, it looks like. But. Yeah, think think of like if you were to have brunch somewhere, if you're watching an episode of The Real mm. Housewives of New York and they went out yeah. somewhere to brunch in the Hamptons, the, like this yeah, is what it like feels this. like in there. Yeah. Um, is that it a, also looks like they have a chocolate one that's like the pinky, but it's chocolate. Yeah, that was a, that was called the fudge bomb, which, I mean, yes, something like that, that sounds like how to describe it on the way in and on the way out. So I avoided that one. <laughs> Seriously. Um, I did get a more classic one, a sea salt chocolate chip cookie. Oh, yeah. Which is perfect. You know what it was? Was it good, though? I like made, it was a good chocolate well, chip? Well, here's the thing. I made chocolate chip cookies the night before, so last night. And they oh. came out okay. Okay. Um, we made them in the guideline of our food journey. By the way, way off the food oh. journey today, everyone. Wah, wah. Uh, so, and they, they didn't come out anything like the picture. So I'm like, okay, fine. I just wasn't feeling it. Anyway, so these uh, sea salt chocolate chip cookies were like just just slightly crispy on the edges, but like nice and soft in the middle. Like nice yeah. tasting chocolate. The little chunks of the sea salt on the top, are, that's exactly what I want out of a cookie. Mm-hmm. Then the third cookie, that I got three. And they're big, right? They're like as big as your head, basically. Would you say they're um, as big as... Um, what what am I thinking of? Crumble? Like those size? I haven't gotten a... Oh, a crumble cookie. Uh, These are bigger than crumble cookies. Oh, yeah. okay. Because crumble's pretty... I mean, that's a good size. So three, that's good. Yeah, there's... Okay. Well, like the like a Gideon as an example, they're thick more than they are like right. wide. Um, yeah. Crumble, they're usually thinner and wider. These are like the same thickness as crumble, if not maybe a smidge thicker, but then also bigger. Okay. And um, the third cookie I got is called Double Chocolate Cloud. So it was like a really like, so- like pillowy soft kind of cakey but not really um mm-hmm. chocolate cookie that had basically like hardened icing on it like little splotches of it it just was okay i see i see what you're talking about Ooh. and i was wondering what those were it don't from far away it almost looks like a cookie with like eczema uh, brown no with browned um tofu on it oh i thought it was like that you know like sometimes with those like dutch cocoa cookies or other cookies it's more like a uh, like a powder like a powdered sugar yeah that's been yeah. like kind of thinned out it's not that it's like dried little splotches of splotches probably not the right word are they is chocolate like what is it? it's not marshmallow like what no is it? it's just it just tastes like vanilla icing not i not frosting Ooh, but like an icing okay. you might put on a cinnabon but not okay. just you know like that um okay uh, the cookies range between like four and change to five and change, right? So like for a gourmet cookie, if you will, that's about right. Whether or not you think that's too much money, then maybe put that aside, yeah. you're on vacation. But it is um, a pretty typical per cookie cost that you'd get like a crumble giddy and those types of places. Yeah. Or like a donut from like Voodoo or something. Exactly. Yeah. Specialty know, thing. Kind of the same. But man, they were so good. So um, mm. I know I've been probably talking about this a lot. I talked about it last week on my Disney on the Disneyland episode, my, my time in Disneyland, about how I'm doing this. Got a dual uh, root canal situation going on, and I have um, multiple temporary teeth in my mouth. But So I can't really chew a whole lot. So these were the perfect dessert today because mm. um, they were just so soft and so good. Yeah. And their menu looks good. They they have some like really good looking salads. I'm not mm. gonna lie. 
So I, I'm like, I want to try this place out. Yeah. For sure. I mean, I, I can't speak for delicious. the restaurant portion, but the cookies. Mm. And then after mm. we ordered, there was like a couple of, there's a couple of seats up against the window there. And we had an opportunity. There was no one sitting mm-hmm. there. So we sat down. So we got to actually enjoy our cookie for a couple, enjoy our cookies for a minute, try a few bites of some of them. And it just yeah. was really cozy in there. You hear my voice crack again. Your voice it's is all over the place today. Cracking bad. Cracking like Um, There's a lot of like this. It's beautiful in there because there's so much natural light. Mm. Yeah, big windows. So, and it looks like there's lots of like big window places yes. for you to sit. It just looks so pretty. Ooh, it's so nice. It definitely looks very brunchy, but it looks gorgeous. Yes. It is really nice in there. And I can't wait to go back and try a couple of different cookies. The seasonal cookie yeah. that's there right now is a red velvet with like a cream cheese frosting Ooh. center with like a powdered sugar on top so they do seasonal they, i didn't know they did yeah seasonal they have ones. at least one okay. seasonal they also yeah. have bars like um blondies and brownies as well as yeah. kind of specialty bars. yeah they had um at least one or two specialty rice krispie treats too and those looked Ooh. delicious gluten-free yeah they had a gluten-free cookie a chocolate chip cookie and a gluten they call it a frisbee chocolate chip cookie because it was kind of like more flat like mm, a frisbee yeah and they also had a gluten-free brownie and then also a vegan something so it sounds like there's something for a range yeah of um of people not gonna lie those deviled eggs look good too Ooh. okay maybe we're gonna have to add this to our list for next time we come and then Delicious. the second thing i wanted to mention was mm-hmm. next week we are doing our five-year anniversary celebration <gasps> Yes. So uh, please keep your eyes peeled to our Instagram this week because we'll, we mm-hmm. will be posting a uh, an opportunity for you to ask us anything. We may yeah. not answer anything, but we will allow you an opportunity <laughs> to ask us anything. And we'll go over some of those questions um, next week as well as some other fun stuff. I know we're going to be offering a contest for you all. With some giveaways. Dusting off a uh, an old uh, That Park Life Podcast classic contest. Mm-hmm. the magic mashup if you don't know what that is well you about to find out you in about a week out. and so we also have a patreon hang coming up yeah. we've got lots going on Ooh, so all kinds of things in the next seven days so yeah. uh again our instagram is at that park life podcast i'll also post a link for you to uh, ask something anonymous if maybe you don't want us to attach mm-hmm. your name to the question and um and that's that. So look forward to uh, to answering some questions with you all next that week. That should be interesting. The anonymous questions should get real interesting. Mm, I mean, <laughs> you know what? If you have a question, go for it. We may not answer it, but at the very least, you tried, you know? Yeah. Or we might answer it on the Pat Chat, and you'd have to be over there to hear yes. it. Yes. <laughs> for the slightly spicier questions. Yes. All right, so we're here in our series. We're almost done with this series, right? We did all of our quick service locations in the four parks, and now we're three out of four here mm-hmm. for our um, parks for splurge meals. Splurge meals. Um, I, I foresee a Disney Springs version of this to go yeah. to quick uh, service meals at Springs and then a splurge as well. And uh, so today we're doing Hollywood Studios. Yes. And unlike our series for the go-to budget meals, this is more about indulgence. We recognize mm-hmm. that some of the prices for some of these meals are going to be a little higher, if not a lot higher, than some of the quick service meals. But that's the point of this. I think this, these are some great options if you're looking to commemorate something, celebrate something. Maybe it's a date night, anniversary. Some, I keep hitting my microphone. Something special <laughs> that you want to splurge on. If you happen to be a part of the dining plan, maybe this is something you want to use your credits on. Um, and something to keep in mind, if you hear us say that something is a signature dining category of a restaurant, 
that means it is two credits on the dining plan. So that means it's real fancy, y'all. Fancy. Um, although none of the signature places that I'll be talking about today, and I don't think you either require any type of dress up. You know what I mean? No. I mean, wear please wear clothes, but no, nothing like uh, you know you're allowed to wear your normal vacation attire. Yeah. Maybe don't wear a bathing suit, but you know. It's all good. You know what? Try it out. See what it's like. I'm going to wear <laughs> a two-piece the next time I go to one of these if you places. you want to get looked at, you know, it's fine. You do you. Honestly, why what, not? Whatever you're there for. <laughs> it is pretty hot. It's hot enough for it. That, that's for sure. And then at the end of our stuff, we'll go through some responses that you all said. We posted it to our Instagram. What is your go-to sit-down meal or a splurge meal at Hollywood Studios? And there's a bunch of stuff in there that I know I'm not going to talk about, and I think maybe you're not covering either. So I want to. Um, I want everyone to hear from what everyone said there too from the listeners yeah all right you want to get started let's talk about breakfast Breakfast. we actually both have the same thing for a couple of these you know why Um, we both have the same breakfast because they're that good well it's the only one (laughs) yeah that's true it's the only one but also it's one of our favorites Mm, okay and that is breakfast at hollywood and vine so this is a character breakfast buffet Mm -hmm. it is disney junior characters yes um and then i Think? Don't they have some of the Fab Five in it's there? The characters. This is an interesting selection of characters. It's very everyone. weird, but it's Vampirina, Doc yes. McStuffins, oh, yeah. yes. Fancy Nancy. Those are Disney yep. Junior, and then Goofy. Yeah, that is random. Uncle Goofy. That's what I was thinking of Fab Five. It's Goofy. Yeah. So yeah, so those are some characters there. I mean, not really characters that we're like really trying to get to see, mm-hmm. but the buffet is really good. It's got. I'm gonna just kind of list off. What they've listed on the website here. It's assorted pastries, waffles, bananas, foster, French toast. Ooh. Foster's French toast. Breakfast potatoes, bacon and sausage, seasonal bread pudding. They have a plant-based frittata with tomato jam. They have eggs benedict, oatmeal, salmon and bagel casserole, omelets, cinnamon buns, chicken and waffles. They have a lot of good stuff on this. Like, this isn't your typical, I would say. Mm. Like, I don't think everywhere that we've talked about has those things yeah the standouts for me the bananas foster french toast delicious mm-hmm. we just had that at our breakfast buffet in disneyland i mean eggs too. benedict you definitely can't get that everywhere it's and tough. frittatas chicken all you care to enjoy chicken and waffles okay yeah yeah and it's uh whopping 47 dollars per adult mm. plus tax and gratuity so in the grand scheme of things and other places you can get breakfast it's not that bad mm. there's definitely i feel like more expensive places that you can get yes um I do have a few notes that I, I think you have some notes too, yeah. but my main complaint here is the cold A chairs, the cold AF chairs. <laughs> the chairs are like that hard metal Yes, and they're always freezing. So it's like, cause you know, they like pump the AC in mm-hmm. there. So when you get in there, if you have shorts on, which most of the time you have shorts on, it's going to be a little chilly. <laughs> mm. You know, what's funny. I've- my complaint is also about the chairs. No, I haven't experienced <laughs> cold chairs uh, in that cold. sense. I don't feel it on my legs. But um, there is a combo of booths and chairs in there. Like you would find at a restaurant. Mm-hmm. But it's the same seating. I think it's the same. If it's not the exact same, it's very close to the chairs they have at the Backlot Express. So if you've been there, you, you mm. know the type of chairs we're talking about. But yeah. they're the like that, just like you mentioned, like that gray silver kind of style. But they yeah. have no cushions. So yeah. for us, oh, yeah. no for us non-bootylicious people, it it hurts after like ten minutes. I'm like, my good body gosh, so bootylicious for you, babe. Ooh, I'm ready um, for some jelly because well, and I think I think usually men have longer shorts on, yes. but women, you know, like when we sit, typically our shorts are yeah, like shorter, especially girls today <laughs> that I've seen in the parks. It's, why don't you just wear underwear? Um, that's neither nor anyways. But yeah, it's cold when you sit on them chairs. Oh, yeah. Because it's been sitting in the AC, especially if you're like one of the first ones in there. 
which that's kind of a pro I have. So you can get really early reservations in there and get in, you know, get in the parks early. You can finish even early and kind of get like get walking to the parks to your like wherever you're trying to go earlier. Um, I mean, obviously they have cutoff points, but it does. It is just kind of nice. It's kind of cool to walk in when there's like no one really in the park and you're just like going to your reservation. Um, I mean, typically you'll just check in there and you kind of wait outside and then they'll call your party. There isn't really like an inside wait area. Mm. Um, and then the other thing I had was that little photo op wall that they have, like yeah. right when you walk in, that's kind of cool. I don't feel like a lot of other places have that. It's just sort of like one of those, it's like a big Disney junior thing and you can take pictures with the characters in there if you want to, like if they're walking by and they want to get in your photo, you can, but otherwise it's just like a quick little photo op for you and your family. So that's pretty much all I had. Did you have anything else you wanted to add yeah, to that one? You know me, everyone. I can't resist talking about like an ambiance, like something to look at because mm-hmm. this, like you mentioned, the the characters here maybe aren't my go-to, right? Yeah. But obviously we know that a lot of you are traveling with kids. So this sounds like a great opportunity for you all. Uh, but for me, since the characters wouldn't be the draw, I'm looking around like what else is in this restaurant that mm-hmm. I might want to like take note of? And um, a couple of fun facts for you all um, while you're in there. So either while you're waiting or while, you know, you're just you know at your table doing whatever. Take a look at some of the walls because there are some fun things to look at. There's a big mural of Hollywood landmarks like old timey Hollywood stuff. Um, mm-hmm. This is probably something your kids won't care about. So maybe you can care about it. Um, but a fun fact, as you're maybe waiting outside for your table to be ready, take a look up above the sign for the restaurant. There's a couple things going on up there. Mm-hmm. One, there's a number at the top, like it would be if this were a real place and this was the address for the building. Um, it says 1928, which we all know is the year that we got Mickey and Steamboat Willie. Uh, but just at the window above the um, entrance to the restaurant, there's two windows there, one of which has a cutout of Roger Rabbit. It's like as yeah. if he ran through the wall, you know, it's like in the yep. shape of Roger Rabbit. And then yeah. next to that is a window advertisement, kind of like what you see down Main Street in Magic Kingdom, you know, that kind of thing where it's got the decals. Um, but it's a, an advertisement for Eddie Valiant, Private Investigator, mm-hmm. which is the character played by Ed Asner in the Who Framed Roger Rabbit film. Yeah. So although that um, area... It's like I mean, the remnants of when Roger yeah. Rabbit was big in the park. Yes, because you may yeah. remember um, at the end of the backlot tour in that gift shop, there used to be the big steamroller machine mm-hmm. and like the, um, the the ooze, the slime, like a, yeah. a barrel of it and stuff. I can't remember the guy's name. I'm sure you all know what I'm talking about. The the, the protagonist, the antagonist from the movie. Um, Dr. Uh, something. Doom? Dr. Doofenshmirtz? I forget the guy's name. I'm gonna look it up. Um, that, that was, anyway, the point is that was back there. So we have one last little remnant of um, Judge Doom. Judge Doom, just like I said, yeah. Judge Doom. And, just like um, I said. Yeah. I forgot his 19, name. He, 1988. I, I found him intimidating as a child. But anyway, that's up there. Um, up above. I was literally going to say, I w- he scared me as a child. Yeah. That part. Oof. Especially when they ran it, like with the shoes, it always scared yes, me. Yes, it is I so weird. I didn't like it. One other fun fact, something else you can see while you're in there. I mean, there's, there's a bunch of stuff in there. But mm-hmm. um, as I'm looking at photos of it today, just to like kind of re-familiarize myself with it, I saw a, a big old mural of the Earl Carroll Theater. I was like, well, obviously that's not a randomly chosen name. I'm going to have right. to Google this now and see what the heck it is. So um, Google, good old trusty Googs, had led me to the story of why it says Earl Carroll Theater in there. So Earl Carroll, a real person, was a famous director and producer of Broadway plays. He built the first Earl, Car- <laughs> Earl Carroll Theater in New York, which was eventually demolished. And then it was rebuilt 
um, in that same location, uh, on a, like on a bigger scale, in 1931. So we're talking like real old school yeah. Hollywood. But there was a second theater um, built, and a second Earl Carroll theater built on the real Sunset Boulevard in Hollywood. Not Hollywood Studios, but Hollywood, California. Right. In 1938. So in our Hollywood Studios park here, we have a Hollywood Boulevard. So it's right next to, it's like on the corner. You guessed it, on the corner of Hollywood and Vine. Nice. Um, yeah. So uh, we have a little a little homage to someone who played a role in a, in a real big, uh, big way back in early Hollywood days. Yes. And one thing I want to mention about this restaurant, this is on the list of restaurants for Hollywood Studios for the Fantasmic Dining Package. And if you're mm-hmm. unfamiliar... That means that you get, if you do decide to participate in the Fantasmic Dining Package, even if you're doing breakfast, you are able to get your meal plus a designated uh, seat, like an actual uh, specific seating area for the Fantasmic Show later on in the day, in the night. Yeah. So if you do decide to go the Fantasmic Dining Package route, the price increases from $47 per adult and $30 per child to $59 uh, for an adult and $39 for a child. Not much of a difference in the child price, twelve dollars yeah. per adult. You don't get any additional food or anything here. Yeah, you're just getting you're getting guaranteed prime seating. seating. Yes. Yeah. Now at other locations, which we'll talk about, um, I know I want to mention this for my lunch, um, but it's not available at the dinner location I chose. Uh, for the dining package, you get the entree and an appetizer or dessert. So you choose which one and a fountain beverage. Right. Right. So we just have to figure that out if that works in your favor to get it. With an all-you-care-to-enjoy buffet, you just get the buffet. Because mm-hmm. of this this price of the 47 for regular or 59 for the dining package, they both include the buffet plus a non-alcoholic like fountain drink or a coffee or a tea or whatever. Yeah. Of course, you could buy any alcoholic beverage you want, but it's not right. included in the price. All right. Are we ready to move on to a lunch? Yes. All right. So I'm going to go lunch. My location is the Sci-Fi Dine-In Theater. Ooh. Um. I just think that it's a really cool atmosphere in there. I wouldn't say the food is like anything super to write home about, but I just think that the whole like vibe of it, because I love like 50s and I don't just love like retro stuff like that. So um, I'm going to tell you what I would order and the prices of that, because obviously this is like, you know, it's an a la carte thing. You're not. Yeah. It's not a buffet or anything like that. We did. We talked about this pretty heavily on a previous episode where we did. Um, I think it was Thanksgiving week, our episode that we did for Thanksgiving or something where you went, you guys went to the sci-fi. We did go to the sci-fi diner. Yes. Yeah. Um, so for me, I'm going to start with the fried pickles, the fried dill pickles as an appetizer. Mm. I've heard that they are amazing there. I haven't had them there. Um, it's $12 for that. They're served with your choice of ranch or horse, horseradish dipping sauce. I don't know how you'd get horseradish for that, but okay. To each their own. Um, I would get the drive-in barbecue burger. This is their signature blend of beef and house-made seasoning served on a brioche bun topped with a nine-hour smoked pork, bourbon, bacon, jam, cheddar, lettuce, uh, cheddar cheese, sorry, lettuce, and barbecue sauce. Sounds good to me. My arteries are just screaming for it. Um, And that's $25. And I think that comes with the side. So I would just get fries Mm. with that. And then I'm also going to end it off with a milkshake. The milkshakes are $7.25, and I would probably get an Oreo cookie or a chocolate. Ooh, Oreo cookie sounds interesting. Because when you're in those, I, if, when you're in like any kind of diner like that, like I don't know if, if you've ever been to a Johnny Rockets, if you remember yeah, Johnny Rockets. Back in the day, yeah. It's like you got to get a milkshake. Mm. Um, even though it's just really unhealthy. Nothing healthy. There's nothing healthy about this meal. <laughs> um, so yeah, so $12 for an appetizer, $25 for the burger, burger and fries, and then the milkshake, $7.25. Plus, I mean, you can get, um, 
I mean, if you're going to get a drink too, then that's going to cost you as well if you're not getting water. But I think the atmosphere is really cool. They play a lot of weird movies. They talked about, um, they, they play like weird PSAs and things like that. Um, yeah. And we talked about like the cars and how those are set up where everybody's like facing forward. So if you have a group of four, you're going to just, it's basically going to be like two people and then behind you will be two people, but you're not going to be facing each other. Unless you have a larger party party and you sit at the table in the middle, then you would be facing each other. But um, yeah, weird stuff, just weird things in there. The vibe I think is cool. I just like the idea of it where you're kind of like listening to movies and eating terrible food, but it's just a cool atmosphere. So that's my lunch. It is a themed place, right? So yeah, very um, themed. if you're wondering everyone, if you, if you didn't happen to catch that episode, uh, the title of it is Greg's Thanksgiving weekend in the parks. Yes. It was yes. released just after, like at the end of November because I had some family in town. We did a bunch of things. We had a whole big kind of long weekend, which included going to the sci-fi dine-in. And, um, if you do remember, or if you do go back and listen to that, um, I don't know that I would go there again, but that's my own personal thing. That's that's the point of these lists is, you know, yeah. this is totally our opinion. Um, so I did not choose the yeah. sci-fi dine-in for my lunch. Also, that was episode 239 if you're there you go. trying to go back to it. But anyways. Wow. It's, it just it continues to blow my mind that we've done that I many know, episodes. It's crazy. And we're like, wait, was yeah, that? Yeah, this is 248, this one, I think. Goodness. Yeah. Goodness. Yeah. All right, where would you where did you pick? Um, I chose uh the Hollywood Brown Derby, which is mm-hmm. kind of steeped in old Hollywood history. Yeah, and um, been here a, a couple times in the past. Uh, the menu has changed. The the thing I got the last time I went isn't on the menu anymore. Um, but also uh, this free range chicken and dumplings is the meal Ooh. for me. Um, are they famous for their cob? Too, they the are, cob salad? of course. Yeah. Well, we're gonna talk. We're gonna talk about that cob. Okay, salad. sweet. <laughs> uh, and the dessert. So this, yeah. um, the meal that I, that I would do, that combination of the chicken plus the dessert is 52 bones. So it's $38 for the entree and 14 for the dessert. But hear me out on this. Um, and I, I, this is a signature dining experience. So it is a little person or something. Um, two table we credits. We did say splurge. Yeah, it is we a splurge, right? Splurge. Um, I was curious how Disney de- described this, so I went and looked it up because I just I knew it was going to be something, right? Yeah. Um, this is how Disney describes it. Make it sound fancy. S- step into the golden age of Hollywood at this warm wood paneled restaurant serving contemporary American cuisine. Okay. Mm-hmm. Contemporary American. I I don't know that I've like paid attention sure. to what that might mean. So um, one, it's important to note that it does include bread service. So they start out with like these nice warm rolls and the butter is no ordinary butter. And this is where they get me. I've, listen, I can go out and get my own butter if I really want to. Make it a special, put something in it. That's how is I feel. Cinnamon butter? Cinnamon butter at the boathouse? Mm, Great. Yeah. Um, um, I know that the uh, Grand like, Floridian like Cafe It's like a cinnamon honey butter. butter. Cinnamon honey butter, I think. Yeah. Like Ohana has the, the honey butter. Like just put, give me, yeah. put something else in the butter. All right. What's this one? This is um, butter sprinkled with pink Himalayan salt, Ooh, which yes. just really like just... Yes. Ooh. Ooh, mm-hmm. well, so good. Maybe one more. Ooh, okay. Put a good piece of salt on it. Mm. Yes. So that bread service includes that, and that's included. You may remember during, like, right before the vid, Disney was, um, Disney had announced with former CEO Old Baldy, whatever his name is, <laughs> and uh, about how bread service was being eliminated from restaurants and it was going to be an upcharge. That that yeah. went away. Luckily, that concept went away. The yeah. bread service is available at most places as part of every, the meal. Everyone rioted. <laughs> well, it was obviously a penny pinching moment by someone who yeah. was the penny pincher. Okay, it's like, you can't, so you, you can't get rid of our bread. I mean, it's bread. Man, just charge more money. Like I get, I know we all know what's going on here, but I want the bread. Just give me the bread. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, I'm here to give carbo me bread or give me death. You know. Yeah, that's what I say. <laughs> so um, after the bread service, I would get my my chicken. So here's the chicken dish that I am recommending to you all. Okay. It is pumpkin mascarpone nudie. Okay. Here's the thing. Um, it's G N U I D. And nudie. normally when I'm talking about nudies, everyone loses their appetite. But I'm hoping that this nudie is a little bit different. Makes you hungry. Yes. This is a gnocchi-like dumpling. So instead mm. of gnocchi, it's called a nudie. Nudie. Um, it's made, depending, it's made with either a ricotta cheese or a mascarpone Ooh. instead of potato. So yes. it is often lighter or more of a pillowy texture mm-hmm. than perhaps a more dense or chewier gnocchi. It also uh, is served with chicken confit. I don't even know how to pronounce this, okay? Sorrel or sorrel oil cream and apple jus. So this is apple a little jus? on the fancier side, right? This is, is maybe... It sounds fancy. Yeah, it is. I mean, it is a signature You dining. had me at nudie, but you know. <laughs> it's, um, it's a little bit of an elevated dish, and it better be for 38 MF dollars, right? Um, so I'm, I'm all in. And then for dessert. Now, I do have to say that this dessert is not the best chocolate cake you'll ever have mm. at disney but if you want chocolate this is for you and it is okay. for me it is the decadent chocolate cake so it's the, it's what you think it is it's a couple of layers of cake in between that is um dark chocolate mousse and then on top is like a whipped ganache on the on the outside part it is just super chocolatey it's Where's the ooey gooey cake? Why can't I remember where the that is? The ooey gooey toffee is over at Liberty Tree Tavern. Liberty, in Magic okay. Kingdom Park. I was like, is that a Magic Kingdom? Okay. Now that. For don't some me, reason. Don't even get me started on that crap. <laughs> For a second, I was like, is that a brown derby? No, <sighs> I don't think it is. Chocolate Goodness. cake. All right. However, this location, as you mentioned, mm-hmm. is famous for their Cobb salad, which yeah. many of you recommended. Many of you actually chose this location as your go-to. I would say this was... I love a cob. This might be the winner um, that was mentioned the most. Maybe tied for second would be this other one we'll talk about at the end. Um, But a lot of you mentioned this location and specifically the cob salad, which made me kind of jump down this rabbit hole because I was like, what? The reason actually... so good about this cob. The reason why, because I went on to the the Disney app, to to my Disney experience, and wanted to pull up the menu just, you know... To see what's in their Cobb salad, but then like it called itself our famous Cobb salad. I was like, well, now mm-hmm. we need to know like what's the deal? What's the deal with Cobb salad? <laughs> so, um, by the way, that was my very terrible Jerry Seinfeld impression. But I also did the Ronnie Dangerfield grabbing of the collar. <laughs> yeah, I'm mixing you did. up my references. Okay, we'll get no respect. Get no respect about this Cobb salad. Okay, so um, because it says this restaurant follows, um, oh no, uh, this particular restaurant follows the recipe of Robert. Cobb, aka oh, Bob Cobb, the, the Bob Cobb. Cobb. Now, if the you don't Bob know, Cobb. if you don't know who Bob Cobb is, he was the owner of the original Brown Derby restaurant in California. And there are, I, I found multiple stories on the origin of the Cobb salad, Cobb. but the one that was repeated the most, so I will say, this might be the one, was at the end of a long day. He hadn't eaten, was hungry, and was kind of raiding the fridge to see what he could make. And he kind of threw a bunch of things together in a bowl of lettuce, essentially. Mm-hmm. He This was, by the way, in the 1930s. So we're like approaching the 100-year mark. On it was the, in the 30s. Yeah, 1930s. <laughs> it was a stinky time. So he um, he made this. He enjoyed it. That was such a dad joke. <laughs> yeah. uh, sorry oh to give you such God. a crappy joke, everyone. So he <laughs> liked the salad. He then recreated it. For his friend, his Fred, his Fred, his, his Fred, his friend was Sid Grauman, who you may recognize the name anyway, 
uh, famous Hollywood promoter and namesake of the Grauman's Theater, which is what the mm-hmm. Great Movie Ride Theater was called, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and he loved it, and it wound up being a dish on the menu, this official Cobb salad. So Bob Cobb. the traditional Bob Cobb salad um, as served here at the Brown Derby Restaurant and Disney's Hollywood Studios includes, in addition to lettuce, spit-roasted turkey, bacon, egg, tomatoes, blue cheese, avocado, classic dressing. It is $25, and they get a little fancy. They'll mix it up at the table for you. Ooh, so yum. it's an experience. The reason yeah. why I like that is at the we all know that some of those things are prepackaged, right? Like they're not making the okay, but when it comes out like kind of separately and they make it at the table, it just tastes so like fresh because mm-hmm. the lettuce didn't get soggy from all the other ingredients and stuff. Yes. And uh, it's it is twenty five dollars as is. If you would like to add chicken to get a little extra proteiny weeny, <laughs> I don't need to say that. If you want to add a little protein to it, it's seven dollars. Or the shrimp protein option is a ten dollar additional charge. And so it could be upwards of thirty five dollars for that it salad. Can, it is a filling salad. I'm not saying it's a thirty five dollar salad necessarily, but yeah. if you're paying it, if you're going for a splurge here, you're relaxing. Yeah. If nothing else, you get to experience the atmosphere of the Brown Hollywood Brown Derby, which I want to make sure I mention. So um, as you're walking in and as you're looking around the restaurant, just like the Brown Derby that exists in California, there is a bunch of old-timey photos of Hollywood celebrities on the wall or even old-timey photos of Hollywood, like the place Mm -hmm. on the walls. There are the celebrity characters in black and white. There's a vintage map of Hollywood Boulevard, a.k.a. the style center of the world is what it used to be called. Um, some of the light fixtures in the lobby and the restaurant area, instead of like the bulb that are kind of like pointing up to the wall, there's the brown derby hat on it, which looks really cool. Yeah. And yeah. Um, there's also a celebrity guest book. I'll put, everyone, I'm putting celebrity guest book in quotes, okay? Allegedly, <laughs> it, are, it is uh, real celebrities that have signed while dining there. We'll see. I uh, guess... <laughs> Un, not proven, all right? Allegedly. Uncorroborated information, but okay. is allegedly a celebrity guest book. But in other words, you're getting some kind of stereotypical touristy Hollywood mm-hmm. stuff. Um, in the Disney description, it mentions the golden age of Hollywood in a warm wood-paneled restaurant. I don't know if I'd use the word warm, and I don't mean temperature, but it's because it's a little like dark and maybe kind of like stark in there with the wood, but it's my yeah. personal opinion, but it definitely sets a mood. I get relaxed walking into that, right? I don't feel like it's a busy kind of like hubbub place it is for sure a place to unwind there the brown derby that was our lunch portion and we not a shocker we both have the same dinner option and so why don't you tell us greg sure so um for dinner we both chose woody's roundup rodeo barbecue there's a snake in my boot yes now i i um i do want to mention that this restaurant menu has changed since my last visit the last time i reviewed this here on this this uh, this whole podcast. Mm-hmm. So um, I do want to mention some changes along the way. However, despite the changes, it is still my number one recommendation for dinner because of the quantity of food that you get yeah. for the price. So it is a family style dinner. So they keep bringing you up food until you say, no mas, por favor. It is not buffet. <laughs> don't have to get up out of your chair to, to shove also, it all down your gullet, Phyllis. You also don't have to know Spanish. Yes, you don't have to know Spanish. You can for, just say no more. For the Roundup Rodeo. Um, it is $45 per adult and $25 per child. Okay. Um, just keep in mind, there are no characters here. This is not a character dining experience. But um, it's a great atmosphere. Yes. It is a pay one price. Like I mentioned, it includes a bread service, salad, entree, sides, and dessert. 
and a fountain beverage or tea. So mm-hmm. normally the stuff you get for a pay one price kind of thing. Yeah. The bread service is called the Prospector's Homemade Cheddar Biscuits. They're cheddar biscuits, everyone. But their their, uh, sweet pepper jelly is Mm. delicious. I thought like- who doesn't love cheddar biscuits? Come on. That's the thing. And like, I was like, I don't know if I like this sweet pepper jelly. I asked for additional sweet pepper jelly. It was so good. With some cheese? Mm. Ooh, it was so good. Also, Um, side note, you know what's really good? You just take sweet pepper jelly and you pour it over a block of cream cheese. And that's like really good on a charcuterie thing. Oh my gosh, charcuterie. If you are just like in a bind and you need to grab something really quickly, like you're going over to someone's house and you need to bring an appetizer, pepper jelly, red pepper jelly, and a block of cream cheese. Do you keep red pepper jelly at like at your house? I have I have some, but like it's just one of those like it's a quick and easy pickup from the grocery store. Oh, fair enough. Because okay. literally you just put it on a plate, pour the red pepper jelly on top with some crackers and it's like always a hit. Right. Because who doesn't love cream cheese? Okay. Anyways, moving on. Okay. Um, I mean, I do love, you know how I feel about my cheese, cream it or yeah. I don't want it. Okay. That's right. I don't know what that means. Okay. After bread service. <laughs> after you the bread tell service, me. I don't know. <laughs> who knows? Um, is the salad, you have the root and toot and tomato salad. It's a tomato salad. and But um, also it might make you toot. Just saying. I mean. It might make you actual root and tootin'. And then there's the Wheezy's watermelon salad. Now the water, that, watermelon uh, salad. I could was, do without that. Yeah, I was not really a big fan. I'm just but, not a big watermelon person, but some people love it, you know? Yes. It was, it was okay. Um, and here comes the entree. Now, there's the mm-hmm. like the standard as well as a uh, vegan option. So the standard is it's, it's very on the nose with its title. It's no mystery here. It's just called the house smoked items. Like the word <laughs> items is in the title of the skillet. Yeah. But the skillet includes evil doctor smoked ribs. Mm-hmm. Buttercups beef brisket. It's not made out of buttercup, you know. I mean, I'll do uh, wish. Then there's the pork sausage, which is called, there's a sausage in my boot. <laughs> By the way, if it's pork in your boot, sausage. you're doing it wrong. I don't know what that means. <laughs> and then um, additionally, there's again uh, <laughs> there's the barbecue chicken with style. A I love that they the... just even, they didn't even try with the barbecue chicken. They were like, and barbecue chicken. With style. It was like forget. Dr. Smoked Ribs, buttercups beef brisket. There's a sausage in my boot. And then they're like, barbecue chicken. Yes. Well, officially it's with called style. Barbie, with style. That, that was with that style. was their I guess attempt. That's like, like, I guess that that was the like take on Barbie. Like with style. I thought it was more like the it was falling with style. I'm, you're not flying. You're I'm falling uh, with style. With style. Okay, maybe yeah. That's Either way, more because you know it is a Toy Story themed restaurant. That's true. Uh, uh, Bucking bar- baked. But Barbie beans. was in Toy Story. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Oh, okay. Um, and Buckin' Baked Beans is Buckin the uh, Baked Beans is the last in this. It's a yeah. lot of food. It may not sound, maybe it does sound like a lot of food, but it's all you care it's to enjoy. Right? So you can always ask for more. Well, that's you want. just the entree. We haven't even gotten to the sides yet. All right, everyone. So you do pick four sides <laughs> for um, the thing, and I do have to say the sides have changed, which is Ooh. a. This is maybe the only like mark in the cons column here for me because yeah. previous menu included fried pickles. Yum. De- freaking delicious. Yeah. As well as the potato barrels were loaded. So they had like a liquid cheese on it, which liquid cheese count me in. Um, okay. But the sides are slinky dog mac and cheese. Delicious. Mm-hmm. Potato barrels, veggie slaw, beans, corn on the cob. Okay. So you pick four of those, which isn't exactly a huge variety. Um, and then after that, you do get to pick one of the desserts. It's the Bose Lemon and Blueberry Cheesecake, Billy's Chocolate Silk Pie, which is delicious. Mm. Goat's Apple Pie. Who's goat? Gruff's Peach Strawberry Pie. Oh, are Billy? Oh, I get it. Billy, goat, and Gruff are Bose sheeps. Oh, my gosh. Yes. It's all coming together. 
Um, oh my gosh, have I seen this movie? Billy Goat Gruff. <laughs> Holy moly, how did I not notice that as I was typing this up? Yeah. And then um, technically for kids is the cupcake a la forky, but go ahead, just order it. You're allowed to order it. You don't have to be a child. Is it worth it though? Uh, Over I didn't the other the, things? I have not eaten the forky cupcake, but uh, yeah. just almost everyone I know who has been there gets the forky cupcake. Interesting. Um, the last time we went, um, every time I've gone, I've gotten the silk. But uh, who, what did Nicole get? I think they think they got the blueberry, the lemon blueberry cheesecake. Tart, I think that was right. But delicious. Yeah. Yeah. Um, now, outside of the cost of this meal, there are some adult options. But this is one I had. No, I have not tried this. But if I if I um, decided to partake in an adult beverage, mm-hmm. I might consider this one. A it is spirit, called if you will. A spurt. It is uh, called the Grown Ups Peanut Butter and Jelly. It is frozen screwball peanut butter whiskey, yes. vanilla smoothie mix, and grape jelly. That yes. sounds like something I would like. Yes, delicious. Absolutely. And as far as the atmosphere in here, I don't want to keep pronouncing words like that. As far as the atmosphere in here, um, there's a lot to look at, like a lot to look at. Each little section has its own thing. I mean, a lot of it mm-hmm. looks like it was made. It's, this is meant to be a restaurant in Andy's backyard. Mm-hmm. So the exterior looks like a box of a, that a toy came in. So a lot of the props or the components of the restaurant were repurposed toy pieces and stuff. So yeah. definitely look around. Each section kind of has like a main area there. There's game board pieces. It, it's actually really cool. There's uh, some audio elements, some show elements in there. You'll hear some some characters that might sound familiar come over the speaker. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, just, also, it's a fun. It's a fun. There's time. some interaction with the um, with the staff there. There's some yes, interactive things the, going on. The servers will sometimes react, and I don't want to spoil it if you haven't seen it. But uh. some of the servers do react to mm-hmm. some of the prompts, if you will, um, that that come over the loudspeaker. So what did you all say? Um, Great question. Thank you for asking, everybody. Um, a lot of you. I mentioned earlier that a very popular answer was the Hollywood Brown Derby. The mm-hmm. next most popular, if not tied for second, was the 50s Primetime Cafe. Yeah. So that is um, right next door to... I thought about that one, too. But the food, I was kind of like, meh. I mean, I guess if food-wise, it's, mm. you know, it's like more Southern style food. I could see that. So, you know. But um, the atmosphere in there is pretty cool. It That's is, what most again. of you said. So um, yeah. let's see. Our Wisenhunt 50s Primetime Cafe. Love the TVs, the pot roast, and the antics. There are some antics. You make there sure you eat your vegetables, everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, Colby said the same thing. 50s for the delicious food and atmosphere. Uh, oh, my gosh. Lots of people love the drinks at the 50s yeah. Primetime Cafe. Uh, Christy, our pal Christy, mm-hmm. also mentioned the 50s Primetime Cafe specifically for the clips from old TV shows Yeah, that are on um, in there. Very what interesting. What are they playing there? Like Leave it to Beaver? and I don't, I, It's been a very long I time. I know. Since probably some Andy Griffith show. Christy would know. She's probably. probably screaming it. She's probably screaming it out right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so many people are talking about Sarah's and the same thing. The food is delicious. Experience is so fun. Um, just a bunch of votes for 50. Randizzle, 50s primetime. Mm-hmm. The food is good despite what others say. Oh, um, oh, maybe not everyone says it. And it is nostalgic. I think that's a yeah. big piece of yeah. why everyone um, has something to say about that. We did get a few votes for Rodeo Roundup. Some people voted for quick service locations, which is okay. Not the assignment, but we do appreciate the shout the shout outs to um, mostly Backlot. Um, someone asked if we would consider Oga's a... Um, 
an option in this conversation. They don't have food there, really. I mean, that's the thing. So yes, it is like a place you can reserve, and they technically have a, um, oh gosh, a provision is what they call yeah, it. But it's a but food it's not item. like a meal. It's not a meal. Yeah. No. So I mean, so I would you, say no on that. I would one. say I no. Did, yeah. I did think about that. I was like, well, I mean, if you're gonna splurge. But I was like, but Ogas is really only drinks, like a couple of snacks, maybe, I would say. But, yeah, not enough. Yeah. I think not enough for this particular episode. However, it is a very cool, in fact, don't get me wrong, it is awesome in yeah. there. Yeah. Um, I just don't, I wouldn't call that a splurge meal. Maybe that's more of a splurge experience, right? Yeah, because the drinks are not worth what they charge for them, but it's yeah. a really cool It's cool spot. in there. It's a really cool theme. Um, what else did people say in here? You know what? A bunch of other you votes. Said a lot of, you said a lot of Brown Rose. Derby. Yeah, a lot of brown derby and then Mama a lot Melrose, of Mama, really? Yes, um, <laughs> Mama from Sarah, uh, fueled by Magic Seven. Sarah, uh, Ma- uh, Mama Melrose, hands down. Food is great. Atmosphere was amazing. Um, okay. Are the mouse hats the ones that like Mama Melrose? Yeah, they, too? I, think I feel they like love that's it up, one they've mentioned upstairs. A maybe. bunch. Yeah, a few people have mentioned Mama's. I've heard the steak at Mama Mama Melrose's is really good. I, it's, I know okay. it's a, primarily an Italian um, restaurant, but yeah. I've heard good things about the steak there. Um, some people agreed with you with sci-fi because of the vibes. Um, yeah, no, no, like clunkers. Not as many people said. Maybe Hollywood and Vine was on the lower end. Yeah. Um, for things, but then again, maybe probably most people again. weren't thinking about it for breakfast. Could be. Yep. Yep. So, anyway, good stuff. Well, thanks for sending us all of your recommendations, and we hope you enjoy ours. all right we got a couple news nugs today mine of course is around some babies the new baby elephant debuted at animal kingdom this past week in the savannah Uh, basically they have a brand new completely adorable 312 pound resident her name is cora she's a two-month-old african elephant she made her debut this week and her mother nadira was also born at disney's animal kingdom making cora the first second generation elephant in animal kingdom's history wow i think dad uh, i know dad's name was mac i think it was mac i might be making that up but i'm pretty sure it was mac when i looked at the article but um yeah quite adorable i remember seeing one of the babies one of the on our last one of our last trips um like catching a glimpse of them kind of running around in the savannah and it's quite adorable but oh yeah sweet cora sweet cora she made her debut adorable um i got two things yeah one we got a little like kind of sneak announcement Mm -hmm. uh i think like late last week about tiana's bayou adventure opening this summer at walt disney world um, if you're wondering, um, the attraction at Disneyland was open for longer, like almost three months longer, I think. So they're obviously on a, on a different time frame. Mm-hmm. But here in Florida, at Walt Disney World, they have an, Disney has announced that Tiana's Bayou Adventure will be opening in summer of 2024. Yeah. Hopefully you saw the videos that they posted to their Disney Parks account on Instagram mm-hmm. and probably TikTok uh, or anywhere else about the animation, like the uh, audio animatronic for yeah. Tiana, which I thought looked yeah. awesome. It's going to be good. It looks so good. Um, also, they have the water running through there already. Like they've... Every, you know what? I'm so glad you mentioned that. Can we all just calm the entire heck down for a <laughs> but moment? But it's exciting because it means they're probably going to start testing mm-hmm. soon. No, don't you think? I really... To be honest with you, I don't think that's what that means. Oh, I, Listen, right. I'm not an expert, right? But 
it's only well, February. I, just feel like, I feel like they test for a really long time. They do, but like they also, if you noticed, use the same log flume. Like this, I mean, it's literally mm-hmm. the same. And I yeah. don't, we don't necessarily even know if they're enhancing or keeping the same ride vehicle. Um, I don't know I why, and I don't know how long that water them. will stay on. But I don't, I don't think that's a sign that it's opening soon because it's only February. Well, Summer no, is I, m- I, I wasn't saying months. it's opening soon, but I'm saying not you. It's some show- other people. Oh, well, I know, but it's showing that there's progress being made on it. Yes. Um, and I think the fact that they are at that point where they're able to have water in there, they're not still working on all those types mm. of things where they have to have the water out is a good sign. That's yes. what I'm saying. I wouldn't be surprised to hear that there is no longer water in the next couple yeah. of weeks or months. I wouldn't be surprised to hear that like, it goes back to waterless. I feel like I read something too about how expensive the animatronic was, but I don't... It's like not ringing a bell. Right billion now. dollars? No, it wasn't $60 billion. It wasn't <laughs> as expensive as, I don't, you know... What's her name? Um, the Shah. Yeah, the Shah, but from uh, still pretty good. Uh, a lot of people were commenting that they wish they would go back to those kind of animatronics because the face projection ones just aren't really doing great. It's hit or miss. But yeah, and then when they glitch and they're out, it's creepy as all get out. It so. has an error 404, file not found. Yeah, it's just weird. Page. Or it's just <laughs> black and they're like moving around, but their face is black. Weird. It's like, this is creepy. Weird. Anyway. All right, what's your other one? Uh, the other one is Disney has filed a general construction slash demo permit Ooh. for, maybe you guessed it, the NBA experience building in Disney yeah. Springs. So this is one of the things where like Disney files a permit. Since it's yeah. public record knowledge or you public record, it. anyone can see it essentially, right? Yeah. So this doesn't specifically mean that they're demoing it. It could just be general construction. Disney, Disney has not announced anything for the NBA experience building. Um, they haven't. They said that that it would not be reopening. I think that's the part that they did yeah. officially like declare. That was so but, short-lived. Like that didn't yeah, last was, long at all. I don't know if it would have succeeded anyway, but COVID did not help. Yeah, that's right. True. It was kind of not doing so hot and then boom, the vid struck. Yeah. Um so no word on a not time frame for that construction necessarily. You have to have permits to do like anything inside any building like so, I mean even a house if you wanted to take a wall out of your house, you'd have to have a permit. So yeah, so they're doing something. Calm down, Greg. Don't get so excited. Well, what I'm saying is they're doing... Well, this is the first time they are potentially doing anything with the something. space. It's currently... Like, the only part of the building that's still in operation is the break room. So that area of Disney Springs, sometimes referred to as West Side, um, some of the work locations there use the break room in the NBA Experience building because that is a break mm. room closer to their locations. That part, gotcha. I know. So I know that it's still functional, so to speak. Not the whole building, but at least their break room. Yeah. Um. But they're doing some type of construction and that might include a demo, a demo of it. We got some Disney history. History. As always brought to you in partnership with the Mouselets, who are just here. They'll probably be back soon. And you can always follow along on their TikTok, their Instagram, their website. They are constantly just churning out Disney stuff after Disney stuff. They have cool merch, all kinds of fun stuff. They got weddings coming up. They got lots going on over there. Lots of things. Um, All right, I'm taking us back to this week in 1996 when Disney Online launched Disney.com, a website designed to promote a wide range of Disney products on the interweb. I thought that was very interesting. Interweb. 1996, y'all, is when Disney.com was launched. Wow. Coming up on 30 years of that? First website. Wow. Look at that. Website. Anyways. I'll take us back to 2002. So this week, 22 years ago, at... Magic Kingdom, one of the park's longest-running shows, The Legend of Lion King, ended. It had over 75,000 performances. If you're not sure where The Legend of the Lion King was, it is now Mickey's Philharmagic. 
So mm-hmm. this is a um, a show that had a pre-show. So before you actually went into the theater, you got some Lion King music. Whereas now for Phil Magic, you're just kind of standing around, yeah. waiting to be led into the theater. And uh, but back then, I just I always remember that show because I used to constantly have the Circle of Life stuck in my head <laughs> for whatever reason. Like that was the show that got it just yeah. drilled into my head. Uh, and of course, now we have Magic. So that was 22 years ago. It had its last showing right there yeah. in the middle of Fantasyland of Magic Kingdom Park. History. All right, with what Greg wraps us up on this episode. If you like what you heard today, feel free to like and subscribe wherever you get your podcast. You can also leave us a review over on iTunes so others can locate us easier on their platform of choice in the world of Disney pods. You can follow along our Instagram accounts. Um, it is at that park life podcast. And if you want to leave us a question over there, um, please be watching out for our ask, ask us anything, ask Beth and Greg this week for our next episode celebrating five years. You can also do that anytime on our Instagram highlight, ask Beth and Greg. It's over there on our Instagram at that park life podcast. If you want to follow along our personal Instagram accounts, I am at the real Beth McDonald. I am at the Disney Greg. And if you want to follow along on our other projects that we do, you can follow along Greg and his other co-hosts over at the Quick Escape Pod, or you can check out me over at Simplistic Thrills. If you want to submit a request for an episode, share a magical cast member moment, look up other past episodes we've done, send us an email, anything you want to do, you can do it over on our website. It's thatparklifepodcast.com. You can submit magic grams over there. If you need to get in touch with us, do anything with our pod. Go to thatparklifepodcast.com. Um, and lastly, if you want to join our lovely gang of Dis nerds, you can head over to patreon.com slash thatparklifepodcast. We have lots more fun over there, lots more content of us doing some other non-Disney things, other Disney things, secrets, um, all the things over there. So check us out on Patreon. And don't forget our shopping list as well. That is also listed on our website in the link in the description of this episode. If you just want to know what we like to take to the parks, things that we suggest that maybe you have not thought about, that would be really helpful for you. We do get a kickback on that, but it is of no extra cost to you. All right, Greg, take it away. Before the quote, if you're wondering what we sometimes talk about in our bonus episode that we um, do exclusively for our uh, Patreon supporters, Mm -hmm. this week I got to talk about a defunct Walt Disney World attraction that I got to step foot in Mm -hmm. in the past week. So there's a little tease for you, everyone. All right. I've got a quote from Alice in Wonderland, or more specifically the character Cheshire Cat. Cheshire Cat? I say Cheshire. Worcestershire Cat. Um, Worcestershire. the, The Cheshire Cat who, and I'm not going to sound like them, but here we are, who once said, quote, imagination is the only weapon in the war with reality. So let your imagination run free. All right, everyone. We'll see you next week for our five-year anniversary celebration. Join us. We'll see you next week. Bye, everyone. Bye.